Welcome to Sheesh Fit, a celebration of good health and an examination of holistic fitness. I'm your host, Ashish Thomas. Ankle sprains, which are characterized by pain, swelling, and bruising near the ankle, are some of the most common injuries you can get. In sports like basketball and soccer, where there's a lot of running and quick lateral movements or changing directions, as well as jumping, there's a very high risk of getting an ankle sprain. This is an injury to avoid because 47 to 73% of individuals that sprain their ankle will face the risk of re-spraining. Ankle sprains will reduce activity and can lead to issues like osteoarthritis down the line. The most common type of ankle sprain is the lateral ankle sprain, which occurs through forced plantar flexion and inversion. To put it more simply, this is when the pinky toe side of your foot tilts to the ground and the big toe side is elevated. If the sprain is very bad, it can cause avulsion fractures in the foot. This is when a small piece of bone attached to a tendon or ligament gets pulled away from the main part of the bone. And this kind of injury can take anywhere from 3 weeks to 12 weeks to heal. But to go back to the lateral ankle sprain itself, The risk factors for this type of sprain are prior sprains, shoes with air cells in the heels, and poor balance. Another type of ankle sprain is the medial ankle sprain, which results from aversion and oftentimes plantar flexion. This is when the big toe side of the foot tilts to the ground and the pinky toe side is elevated. This can occur due to an accident or sometimes just weakening of the deltoid ligament in the ankle. The last type of ankle sprain is the high ankle sprain. This results from excessive dorsiflexion, tailor inversion, and external rotation. Wearing rigid boots can lead to this, and playing sports with a lot of cutting and planting is also a very probable cause of high ankle sprains. But overall, certain risk factors such as previous ankle sprains, weak ankle muscles, inadequate footwear, or poor balance and proprioception can increase the likelihood of getting an ankle sprain. But we can take preventative measures to avoid ankle sprains. The easiest thing to do is wearing appropriate footwear. Shoes that provide proper ankle support and stability, especially during physical activities, can help prevent sprains. If you play basketball, for example, and you have a history of ankle issues, wear high tops that provide some support and protection to your ankles. In general though, as you now know, avoid rigid boots, shoes with air cells in the heels, and also beat up or worn down shoes. Alright, so that's enough about footwear. Let's get into training to prevent injury. Before doing any sort of exercise or training, it's important to prepare your muscles through warm-ups. You don't want to increase injury risk due to tightness. So be sure to warm up before you train. But once you begin your training, your goal should be to increase stability. Engaging in exercises that target the ankle muscles, such as calf raises, ankle rotations, and balancing exercises can accomplish this. Balance training, which people usually do on balance boards when trying to target the ankle, is especially important since a lack of coordination is what often leads to the ankle rolling. Added to traditional exercises like those, you can utilize sports-specific balance and strength training 
to master your mechanics and avoid injury risk. For example, if you have to do a lot of jumping or lateral movement in your sport, practice proper landing and dashing mechanics. Find the problem areas in your form that can contribute to injury. Look for things like if you're landing with one foot after jumping. That actually reminds me of another important point for increasing ankle stability, and that's training the legs unilaterally. Unilateral training is a form of training that involves you exercising one side at a time. For example, the Bulgarian split squat is a unilateral exercise because it involves you training each leg separately. One leg is the main mover, and the other leg is just there for support. On the other hand, the squat is a bilateral exercise because you're using both legs to complete the movement. Doing movements where you train each leg separately is especially helpful because oftentimes in sports, we aren't on both legs. We may be running or jumping, and that oftentimes leaves one leg on the ground and the other in the air. The leg on the ground has to be able to handle the load of our body and must be stable during the quick movements. So practicing maintaining balance and putting load on one leg can prepare you for those movements. Doing the Bulgarian split squat, in my opinion, is the best way to do this. You can also do the lunge, but I like the split squat better because you're staying on one leg the whole time. You aren't lunging and then standing up with both legs. When you stand for a split squat, one foot is still on the bench. This makes it especially difficult for those who lack balance. If you're one of those people, you may find yourself unable to stay in place if it's the first time you're doing the exercise. But after some time, you can get really strong with the movement and have tremendous stability on one leg. Even with all these precautions, we may still experience injury due to unforeseen circumstance or carelessness. That's when proper treatment and rehab come into play. Ankle sprains can be grade 1, grade 2, or grade 3. Grade 1 is mild and involves microscopic tears of the ligament, no instability, and no pain when weight is put on the ankle. Grade 2 involves partial tear of the ligament, some instability, and some pain when weight is put on the ankle. Grade 3 involves a complete tear, a lot of instability, and a lot of pain. Now, people often say that milder sprains can be treated through the RICE protocol, which stands for rest, ice, compression, and elevation. So you rest your ankle by not putting weight on it, you place ice on it 3-4 to four times daily for 20-30 to 30 minutes, you compress it through bandages, and you elevate it on a pillow above your heart as often as possible during the first two days. However, this method, or at least the ice part, is thought to be a little outdated. Dr. Gabe Merkin, who coined RICE, retracted his claims and said that ice may actually delay healing and also reduce strength, speed, coordination, and endurance. RICE does a good job of preventing swelling, but that's because it restricts blood flow, which you need to occur. Researchers also think that slight movement and stretching can also be beneficial to improving healing and avoiding stiffness. But if you are at all concerned about your ankle and don't know what to do with it, 
it's best to just get it checked out. With that said, proper prevention strategies, quick treatment, and comprehensive rehab can help individuals recover fully and reduce the risk of future sprains. It's crucial to engage in activities that enhance ankle strength and balance, and it's also important to use appropriate footwear. By understanding the causes, prevention methods, and proper treatment of ankle sprains, people can minimize the risk of injury and maintain optimal ankle health.